all of us. Join our team to help fund game-changing research that saves lives. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over the odds. V is for victory over health disparities. Victory over setbacks. Victory over the unknown. V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Join the V Foundation team and help save lives. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind. It cannot touch my heart. And it cannot touch my soul. Join our team in the fight against cancer at V.org. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Now I look at Ron Rivera and I look at the commanders and I say, Carson Wentz, was he just a placeholder? Because there's a part of me that looks at Taylor Heineke and I'm thinking, man, I kind of like what I see from Taylor Heineke more so than what I see from Carson Wentz. I see the influence in how Taylor Heineke fights for it and I see the way other people don't respond to Carson Wentz. That makes me worried about his leadership. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hour number three of the Sports Hangover, 800-998-1003 at ESPN Radio Nolas. The way to chime into the conversations, if you would like to do so, you can do it now. Open segments. We'll join Jordan, the graduate, here at the bottom of the hour, Ralph Marmoreau, from the number one ranked, rated, or awarded, uh, what, Saints podcast, sports podcast? They won number one. In a state in the recent awards, Ralph Marbo. So, um, at Saints Forecast. So we will talk to him coming up next segment here as well as to why he hates Jameis Winston. It's a joke. Not really. People actually think he hates Jameis Winston. But we'll talk a little bit about that coming up in a little bit. Uh oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more of that, what, that Camel Wednesday update. Is that what it is? Hey, is Shock Team of Digital Underground and Coach Sean of the Payton, formerly of your New Orleans Saints, now Fox NFL analyst. Be interesting to see how Fox uses him in the upcoming season. Four Wednesdays from today, the Saints will have had their first practice. Of training camp 2022, of course, as you know, should be open to the public. You'll be able to go in there. We'll give you all the details when they come out, but you kind of already know the drill by now, right? You'll be able to go online, secure your day, your seat, the tickets. Not your seat, but admittance. It's free. It's just so they can kind of keep track of how many people that got in there and make sure you don't wait in line. Get out there and in there. There's no bleacher space for you. 
And as always, weather permitting, they'll be outside. It's raining here over at the Cattengale Hacienda in Metairie. We need it. Cut the grass yesterday, and it was just brown and brittle and dry. It's going to rain over the next couple of days here. Thursday, Friday, a little more than today, but uh, at least it's not, quote-unquote, a weather system just yet. As we approach the final days of June, July 4th is Monday, Friday. We are in the month of July, so just one more day left here in the month of June. Again, 800-998-1003 if you'd like to chime in to the conversation. We'll throw out a couple of stories here that are making headlines, and we'll get your take. Plus, we'll go over our questions of the day here as we approach our two. The NBA salary cap for the upcoming season, last year, it was by, what, 101. It was projected earlier I want to say in the off season, go up just like a million dollars, like 102 mil. The reason we brought this up, because you remember the day after the Warriors won the NBA championship, I mentioned that their, their cap, or I guess what their salary, what they were paying their players last year, it totaled over 300 million. And if they kept everybody this year with the franchise or the luxury tax they would have to pay, it was going to be above 500 million. And I was like, in, Remember, the cap's 101. So, they were, they were forking out a good bit of change to do that. Well, Tim Bontemps, ESPN, saying that the salary cap is projected to come in at roughly 123.6 million. That's an 11.6 million dollar increase from last season's 112 million dollar figure, is what he's saying. So at that number, the luxury tax line, for the upcoming season would be roughly 150 million and the hard cap which teams cannot exceed if they acquire a player in a sign and trade or if they use the full mid-level exception will come in roughly at 159 156.9 million he writes the final salary cap number which will be determined once the audit of the league's finances is complete and the basketball related income for the 21-22 season is totaled. That will then be sent to teams before the league's moratorium for the start of the year, which begins 6 p.m. tomorrow at Eastern, 5 o'clock here Central. So in case you ever want to know how does the salary cap come to be, there it is. Just explain it to you. They audit the league's finances, then they take the income from this this past season, and that's where they come up with the salary cap. Now the cap jump, as Tim is saying, of $11.6 million Roughly equal to the amount that the cap has increased from the 17-18 season through the 21-22 season. So when you add those seasons, three seasons essentially playing with or around or dealing with COVID, um, 11.6, it's kind of standard with what they've been doing. So it's been going up here as well. A couple of trade news that's coming out. Again, none of this can sort of happen until tomorrow at 5 p.m. And that's when the flurry of... Shams and Woj bomb tweets keep going off, right? But the Knicks looking to and apparently have agreed to trade Nerlens Noel, Alec Burks to Detroit to clear up space because they want Jalen Brunson. Hundred million plus deal is what I'm seeing. It's what's being reported out there. And the contract offer in the neighborhood of 110 million for Brunt Brunson, who was a Mavericks player. So the Knicks trying to clear about 19 million in salary cap space. Now, 
Brunson, he's 25. He had what you would consider, I guess, a breakout season. 16.3 points, 4.8 assists. That was the average per games. And he essentially was the Mavericks' number two option behind Luka. So he parlayed that into a $110 million offer, apparently, by the Knicks. So that's kind of something to keep an eye on here as well. Plus, there are some news and, again, different interest on, on what else is going on. The Jazz have found a new head coach here as well, Adrian Wojnarowski, this morning on ESPN. They've offered their head coaching job to Will Hardy, assistant coach with the Boston Celtics. Hardy is planning to accept the job. They're just finalizing uh, terms on a deal. But Will Hardy, who was with Imad Doka in Boston this year, previously came up in the Spurs organization under Greg Popovich, 34 years old, uh, really blew the Jazz away in their process. He made strong impressions on the Knicks a couple years ago in their interview process, Oklahoma City. It was just a matter of time uh, before he got a job. And now he'll replace Quinn Snyder uh, with uh, the Utah Jazz. So Will Hardy will leave Boston and, and join up in Utah, and he'll be there to coach Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and, and this Jazz team that, uh, you know, they're trying to to kind of reassemble here in the offseason and see if they can get them a little deeper in the playoffs. It's interesting to me how Utah is one of those teams where I'm not going to say an enigma. I just I don't know what to expect from them this upcoming season. Again, a lot of it has to deal with if Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are on that team. I think if they separate one or the other goes, that is absolutely a different Utah team, and that's why I brought up to the graduate earlier in the show. It was Rudy Gobert's birthday. I think it was yesterday or Monday. I honestly don't remember. Every day seems forever for me, so I don't know. But it was one of those two days, I promise you, and it was Donovan Mitchell literally wishing happy birthday on social media. And you could probably be sitting there going, dude, seriously, what do you take out of that? Um, I don't know. Kyler Murray wiped out every picture and photo that had to do with the Cardinals when he was unhappy with his contract. That's today's athlete. So when it's reported that they don't get along, when it's been reported that Donovan Mitchell said it's either him or me, Rudy Gobert, him or me, when you see that, it, it, it stands out. That's all. That's all I'm saying. To me, it may, maybe does stand out so we'll see speaking of we'll see have you seen um the back and forth between Stephen A. Smith and Kyrie Irving so (laughs) Stephen A. Smith put out a video I guess this is what started it. Here's here's Stephen A. He's in his hotel room or his apartment. Did you see it? I saw the news. I know you saw the news. Oh, Kyrie Irving, you opted in after all. Took that money, didn't you? One year deal, y'all. One year, thirty six point nine million dollar exercises his player option. So what does that mean to y'all? It means Kyrie's going to be a Brooklyn Net. You know what it means to me? I guess he's a peon too, huh? So you gotta go to work. You gotta show up to work. You actually gotta go to work. You gotta, you gotta go up there and earn that money. You gotta show up to work. Because even if you plan on leaving the Brooklyn Nets, because we all know that Kyrie doesn't plan on staying in Brooklyn for the full year. He's offended. He's appalled. He's put back by the fact that the Brooklyn Nets actually said you have to show up to earn your money. We know that offends him. We know that offends him. 
So you're thinking, hey, guess what? I'm going to get the hell up out of here. Philly somewhere, they willing to give me a three-year guaranteed deal. The Clippers could get their hands on me. They want me. Maybe I could get to the Los Angeles Clippers. Who knows? Maybe somehow, some way, the Los Angeles Lakers will be able to work out and sign a trade. Guess what, Kyrie? No matter what options you may think you have down the road, it all starts with you having to show up to work first. You show up to work, then you got a future where you're going to make your money. You don't show up to work, you're stuck. Because even if somebody wants you, they're still going to require that you show up to work, which means those long-term commitments, that guaranteed four years over $200 million that was waiting for you, ain't going to work that way. According to Kyrie, anybody in that position pretty much is a peon. Hmm. Funny how karma works, doesn't it? Guess he's a peon too, just like the rest of us. So that was the video he posted. Kyrie uh, then came back. Again, you got to love the social media battle, right? Uh, Stephen A. Smith, you're going to have to explain yourself to people in your generation. I am not around many 50-year-old plus olds that speak and act like you do, so this is new for me. But I am sure my father and my uncle can meet you on your level better than I can. We know you, Stephen, in all caps. Screaming A. Then quote tweeted that. Oh, you got it twisted, bro, big time. I don't have to explain a darn thing to anyone, especially you and your father. Your Uncle Rod Strickland is another matter. I love that brother, and I profoundly respect him always. As for you, when you have a level, let me know, because I'm not aware you have one off the court. Either way, I have a wish. One day, you'll stop hiding behind the public support you receive and fess up to the shenanigans you engage in, leaving folks hanging like laundry. Be honest about what you are truly been doing. Until then, let's confront one another one-on-one for the world to see your truth up against mine in a public forum for everyone to judge. Name the time and place I'll show up. I keep receipts, bro. Show up. You do what it is you want to do, don't you? If you didn't know before, I know you know now. Now that you're after all that money. You took for granted to be waiting for you. See you in the fall. That seems personal, doesn't it? <laughs> that seems personal. So, um, yeah, there you go. You got a television personality, reporter, journalist, however you want to look at it, and Kyrie Irving going back and forth, firing at all cylinders on one another. Anyway, speaking of fighting, I don't know if they would do it, but I don't know. Would you watch? Would you watch if UFC 277 included Kyrie Irving and Stephen A? Would you watch? I don't know, but I know what you likely will watch with two title belts on the line. UFC 276 on Saturday. You can get in on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You should have downloaded already, right? It's the official sports betting partner of UFC. New customers, five bucks on any fighter to win. Get a hundred dollars in free bets. Here you go. Ready? Win or lose. That's right, you heard me. Bet on a fighter. They win or lose, you put $5 down, you get $100 in free bets. That sounds like a win-win to me. Whether it's a victory by KO submission or decision, you win no matter what. DraftKings, same game parlays. You've heard me talk about this with football and basketball. You can do it with UFC. Combine bets like which fighter's going to win, how many knockouts, things of that nature, submissions. Uh, look, UFC 276, you can place a same game parlay. If it hits, 
you'll win double. So let me go over that again real quickly. Bet five bucks, pick a fighter. They win or lose, you get a hundred dollars in free bets if you're a new customer. If you do a same game parlay, if it hits, you win double. Simple. UFC 276 on Saturday. You definitely want to use the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download it. Use the promo code LaRose, L-A-R-O-S-E. When we come back, Mr. Ralph Marmo joins us next on ESPN New Orleans, your home for Pelicans basketball. This is Monster Jam! The official Monster Truck Series. Witness the world's best drivers competing in your favorite Monster Jam trucks. The fun begins at the Fit Party, where you can watch live pre-race driver interviews and see the trucks up close. Get your $20 Fit Party Pass at MonsterJam.com today. Plus, tap out event tickets to enter Fit Party. Restrictions may apply. Rules and activities are subject to change. Visit website for event details. Coming to Caesars Superdome July 9th. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. It's Gus Kattengell with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's on Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or Bienview on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams. You'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. Oh, big talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 800-998-1003 will be the phone line. The way to get in and involved in the discussion today as we will talk with Ralph Marlboro here in a quick second as... Again, kind of what I've been talking about here is, for me, why I I just wonder where and why we, you know, kind of see the national media not maybe buying in on the Saints. And I think it's going to be something I would say needs to get proven. I mean, I understand that. And I think one of the things that we'll see is in this competition, when you play these different quarterbacks and you play the different teams that you have here on the schedule here, I just, I I don't see how Jameis is that worse than a lot of the guys that you see, if that makes any sense. I don't know. So, want to hear from you at 800-998-1003, but who are those contenders when you look at the NFC? 
Um, so I think one of the things that we will see is let's just go up by the division, right? And when you look at the divisions, one of the things that I think what, what Brian said is true. I think that the West could have a possibility of two, three teams, right? There would be contenders out there. I mean, I, I don't see the Rams stepping so far back that they're not going to compete. I mean, they're the Super Bowl champs. Uh, the Cardinals, if they could somehow get over their late season swoon, then I don't know. We'll see. And, but that, that's a team that, that should be able to do it. Again, try to get a hold here of Ralph Marbro from Saints Forecast to kind of get his opinion on it. And I, I think one of the things that I look at the South, it's Saints and Bucks. I don't think the Falcons and Panthers will be that. When you look at the North, it's Packers and Vikings. Maybe that you look at. A new coach from Minnesota. You know, when you look at Green Bay, back-to-back NFC conference title games, do you think they could do it again? Are they capable of doing it? I don't know. I'm of that that part where I just kind of want at some point that drop-off and not having that, that receiver, you know, and Adams is going to hurt them here a bit. All right, finally got a hold of you, sir. Ralph Marlboro at Saints Forecast. How are you? Congratulations and good afternoon to you, sir. Thank you, Gus. We're, uh, we were extremely, extremely, uh, surprised and humbled that we got podcast the year from the Louisiana Sports Writers Association. Uh, we've, but we've worked really hard the last few years. We got a producer. We're like 28.3% more professional. Like we're we are super excited and humbled, and uh, we're we're very proud to have won. Look, congrats, man! It's awesome. Um, that said, though, I mean, now that you're you know the the best up there, you're you're uh, gonna have to defend yourself a little bit more, sir. Apparently, you hate Jameis Winston. At least, I know. At least I, somebody like, on Twitter thinks you do. Uh, Explain the yourself, cult. sir. Oh, uh, I don't. Here's the thing with Jameis. They got the Jameis one of one guy. And he's like the cult leader of Jameis. And he thinks Jameis is on a Hall of Fame trajectory and is already elite. And he picks the stats. And he's never he's never wrong, but he's also never right. Because here's the thing. Like, I know that Jameis' track record says he's closer to Aaron Brooks than, like, a Hall of Fame or elite quarterback. And I, unlike the Jameis cult, am emotionally prepared. Like, it's going to be bumpy with James. Like, it's going to be up and it's going to be down. Like, there's going to be weeks where you're like, oh, my God, he's Aaron Rodgers. And then there's going to be other weeks where you're like, oh, my God, he's the bad version of Aaron Brooks. And, like, it's going to be bumpy, but the Saints can win with that if the roster's good, which it is. I just don't subscribe to the belief that Jameis is going to transform himself into an elite quarterback. He's going to be mostly what he is, which is up and down. But the thing about Jameis is he's charismatic. The, the players are going to fall behind him, which you covered, Aaron Brooks. You know that he wasn't really a great leader in the Saints locker room. He never really gravitated around him and fought for him really hard. I think they'll do, for that, do that with Jameis. But he's going to be closer to Aaron Brooks than he is to Aaron Rodgers. And I'm ready for it. I worry that all these people that have been convinced themselves that Jameis is going to turn into a top-five quarterback 
Like, they're going to be severely disappointed <laughs> if in October <laughs> the okay. Saints are like 5-2 and two oh, no. and Jameis is like the 12th best quarterback in football. Like, they're mm-hmm. going to be like, what's going on? And I'm going to be happy, you know, incredibly happy because I'm going to be like, this is just like what I expected with the Saints to win, and this is great. Yeah. So that that's my that's my that's my game. So you've admitted you hate Jameis Winston. Now, no, I, I, look, I, I'm with I, you. I, so <laughs> you, the the guy you're going back and forth with, and your argument was that he's not elite just yet and everything. But here's what what I've been saying to Ralph because I want your definition, and I I have made the case and argument that I think the Saints are opening another window. Not saying mm-hmm. it's cold just yet. It's, you know, like I've mentioned, 94 yeah. days from today is October 1st. That first cold front, cool front of the season's coming. In anticipation, I'm opening. So I'm not saying they're winning it this year. But if he yeah. plays at a decent level, a Pro Bowl level this year, then I guarantee you in the second year of Alave, another full healthy season of Michael Thomas goes realistically, mm-hmm. I don't know how good he's going to be this year from having not played in a while, and he's still not healthy. So let's say next year he's whole season, he made it. Alave's second season. Peyton Turner's second real season. Mm-hmm. Davenport maybe is re-signing, is playing well. And Jameis was a Pro Bowl quarterback. Do you not think next year people may look at the same oh. to look at that? And if that's the case, then do you agree with me, Ralph? Are oh, you opening I- a window? I 100% agree with you. I think, and here's my point with the Saints all along and why I fight with the James Cole, but I fight more. I, I, I enjoy it. So we're just having fun. Uh, but I do sure. fight with the nerds on Twitter because they think the Saints took this incredible risk this year and, you know, they, they traded away a future number one. But my thing is the Saints really haven't taken that much risk this year because I believe Mickey Loomis has looked at it and said, I think there's an 80% chance, 75% chance that Sean Payton's coaching the next, next year, and the Saints are going to get a first-round pick from somebody. Yeah, so really, the point. Saints, by trading the first-round pick, they just took a very, very calculated gamble that they're going to get that pick back. And I agree with you. Like If, if you get if you get Jameis playing at a Pro Bowl level and the Saints win, your window is suddenly wide open, especially if Sean Payton's coaching Dallas. And you squeeze a desperate Jerry Jones, and you get like a first round pick in 2023 and a second round pick in 2024, then all of a sudden you've got this team. You've got this Pro Bowl quarterback. And oh, by the way, you got more picks to, to go and, as the Saints like to trade up and add the final. Exactly team. right. But, but I'll say this I think the ceiling for James. And I've said this, and, and people scream at me, the gym, and I don't know why. I was like, I think the ceiling for Jameis is Tanny Hill in Tennessee. And Tanny Hill in Tennessee, I know you don't. a lot of people don't watch Tennessee except for the playoffs, and he melted down in the playoffs, and I get that. But God, his years in Tennessee have been incredible. Okay. Not last year, but like 19 and 20. He was amazing. In, 20, in 2020, he had 33 touchdowns, seven picks, and ran for seven more touchdowns. If Jameis gives us that, we're having a freaking parade in February. Okay, right. So like, so like, I don't know. Like these people, they, the, the expectations for Jameis are are at some point ridiculous. I think Jameis can be, like Jameis can be Tannehill because the thing is with Tannehill is he went from Adam Gase and Miami to. Tennessee, where the coaching staff is good, 
offensive coordinators were getting head coaching jobs, so clearly they knew what they were doing. And you can have that in, in New Orleans where Jameis is maximized, and he's not, an, he's not like super great, but he's a Pro Bowl quarterback, and you look at it, and it's Jameis maybe not getting the credit because people that don't like him will say, oh, it's the system. Anybody can do that. But what do we care? What do we care if people don't give Jameis, if they, they don't give him respect in the same as on 12 and 5? That's not our problem. But I 100% agree with you. Their window, it's potentially open. And here's the thing, guys. If the Saints have this roster and right. Jameis is a Pro Bowl quarterback, or even let's say he's not a Pro Bowl quarterback, let's just say he's really, he's like the 12, like, like I say, he's like the 12th best quarterback. But the Saints go 12 and 5 and the roster's good. Like, Brady's not playing forever. If Atlanta's wrong about Desmond Ritter, and Carolina's probably going to fire Matt Rule into the sun after this year. Like, there's a case to be made that the Saints, they're opening up, they're opening up another window. That's what None I'm saying. They're gonna, but they're going to be like the kings of the NFC South for the yeah. next two to three, four Say years. With me. At some not point, Tom Brady's not playing. playing anymore, right? At yeah, some point, like, he's not going to play. Yeah, like, here's the, here's the thing with Brady, and I, I don't know when it's going to be. Because I mean, I'm not going to pick... Tom, I'm not going to predict when Tom Brady's downfall is going to sure. come. But I 100% believe, Gus, he is going to be a guy that is going to be like Favre, and he's going to stay one year too long. And I mean that not in the Drew Brees sense where Drew Brees, when he retired, the Saints were 12-4, and four, and he was clearly kind of broken, but the Saints were still winning, and Drew Brees was still playing at a high level, but he had really, really severe limitations because of bumps. Tom Brady's going to play one 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 year too many, where his body's totally going to be like Favre, and he's going to be shot, and they're going to have to drag him off the field, and they're just going to be like, Brady's going to be like, I, I just physically can't do anymore. I don't know if that's going to be this year, or I don't know if it's going to be 2040, but he's going to play one year too long, and his last year is going to be, a, his body's just going to be totally shot. I hope it's this year, because I would I want the same thing in the South, but we'll see, that's my that's my one prediction. But you're, you're back to your original point. The window for the Saints, it could be completely open. And guess what, Gus? If you have multiple teams desperate for Sean Payton, I don't think it's going to happen. But I believe there's like a, a small, small chance that the Saints get multiple draft picks for Sean Payton. And I'm talking like a first and two seconds, a first and, you know, a first, a second, a third, and something mm-hmm. else. Like there's a small window where like you have Dallas and the Jets and the Chargers all desperate for Sean Payton, and the place goes through the roof. I don't think that's going to happen, but it might. And if right. you add, if you add, if you add a bushel of picks to a division division winning team, then yes, indeed, our window is opening, and that's good for you and me for content for the next. Because that means the Saints might be good the rest of the decade. So I'm here for it. I'll say this as we wrap up with you, sir. I, I, so you agree at the very least you're cracking it. And I'm with you mm-hmm. when you look at this roster and you look at some of, you know, they're an old young team. That makes sense, right? I mean, Lattimore mm-hmm. and Kamara went to the playoffs in their rookie seasons. Mm-hmm. Last year was the first time they missed the postseason. So, you know, you have a lot of guys on this team that I've seen postseason play, have played with expectation levels, know what the standard is. Those are all things a lot of teams are still trying to get to. And I, I'm going to add this little caveat. You know what's the, the best of both worlds? The best of both worlds is what you're kind of talking about, where 
again, like I'm saying, this could be the start of that window, the start of the process and the steps. And let's say good old Shawnee P does go and coach. I'm telling you, it wouldn't surprise me if the Chargers, and you and I have talked about this, uh, if mm-hmm. they don't go to the AFC title game or 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 have a a, a season where coaching is holding them back, that is where I could see him going. And then you could get your first-round pick. You could get your second-round pick. And then you don't have to deal with them in Dallas. Because dealing with them in Dallas is going to be something else. So my 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 best of both worlds, like eat your cake and, or have your cake and eat it too, would be that he does come back into coaching and he goes into the AFC. And I'll tell you this too. I really believe there's going to be a team that's going to decide they want Sean Payton. And we're going to be like, what? Mm-hmm. Because he is that great of a coach, and I don't. I'm not. I have no idea what team it would be. There's going to be a team that's going to make a surprise move or have surprise interest in it, and it just drives it up, Josh. Right? And you look at what the Saints have have done and what they've built. I really. My biggest worry is not that the Saints won't win this year. My worry is when they win again. Then all these people that have sort of been in the shadows and because Sean Payton gets all the credit, and rightfully so, you're going to have the Jeff Ireland, the the Ryan Nielsen, the Chris Richards, like all these teams, and even maybe Pete Carmichael, they're going to come and be like, oh, wow, Pete Carmichael had the seventh best offense with Jameis Winston and the Saints won 13 games. Maybe we should hire for him, Coach. Oh, Jeff Ireland, he had another great draft. Maybe he needs a second shot at a GM. That's my, really, my biggest worry is, like, you just have this brain of talent. And it's one thing if it's Sean Payton, but then when you start the personnel guy and assistant coaches, because yeah. the thing is with the Saints, they've kept everything in line. And I think the coaching staff this year, I know they lost Sean Payton, yeah. but I believe they're better. I know, I believe they're better at offensive line with Doug oh, yeah. Marone. Doug Marone's a and, big key, yeah. You know, so I really worry. But it's a, but it's, a, it's 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 like Sean Payton always says: Would you rather Would you rather the Saints not be winning and teams not wanting to, yeah. to talk to our people? So I mean, I, I, that's my biggest worry. Is like it, you know, it, it, when you start losing one and two and three in front office people, eventually it just becomes harder to replace got, replace people that have had to, that that can do the same level as the people that have left. But I'm with you, I man. I just look at this Saints team, Gus. I think their schedule sets up really well, and I think they're. Gonna, I've, I've said it. I think they're going to be in. A, I think they're going to be an eleven-win team, and they're going to win. They're going to win the South. Now things change because of injuries and, and lots of things. But right now, the Saints, to me, besides the interior of the offensive line, mm-hmm. they don't have any horrible questions where you're just like wishing and hoping for a miracle somewhere that it goes right. So that's all you can ask for is a roster, you know, and they're going to they're gonna be fine. And, and to me, I cannot wait for this Tampa rivalry because if they when they beat Tom Brady again, then you really have something. And, Gus, I have a question for you. Do you think this Saints-Tampa rivalry, do you think it's as fun as the microwave rivalry with the Rams in the early 2000s? Is it, I think it's funner, but it's kind of hard to say. Yeah. I think there's a certain element to it, and I definitely think it's because of the Tom Brady thing, right? I mean, you saw C.D. Deuce post a picture of him and Tyron Matthew kind of giving Tom the business. So I think it's more of the 
you know, you, you, you might have uh, handled everybody else in the league, but for some reason <laughs> you can't beat the Saints. So I think that's sort of the thing. I still think in terms of um, – just I like I can't stand McVeigh. Like I can't stand the Rams. I just I can't stand them. There's nothing about them I like. Like I don't feel that way about Bruce Arians, and I couldn't even name you four of the Buccaneers. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't feel that way about Fournette or just. But they're in a Ram I like. They're in a coach I like. I don't like anything about the Rams. Yeah, like Mike and, Mark. Mike Mark had a really punchable face. Right, like, exactly. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, and the Falcons are yeah. the Falcons. So you know, yeah, that's Falcons what it is. are a different category. There, there are. They're like our we're, we're our rivalry with the, the Falcons is like that. Yeah. So everybody else is just something else. But right. uh, it is, it is I, you know like it, the, the rivalries sort of come and go, right? Tampa, as soon as Brady's gone, yeah. they'll go back to irrelevant, and somebody else will have to slide into the number two spot. But to me, it just makes it fun because you have Brady, and you get to five and zero in the regular season, six and zero. Then, I mean, yes, they won the playoff game this year. It took fumble. But eventually, it gets to something very uncomfortable. I mean, can you imagine Tom Brady if the Saints are playing them in December right. and he has to answer 7,000 questions about why he's lost five straight regular season yeah. games to the Saints? I mean, that would be delightful. I might have to take, I might have to take PCO and live stream that press Dude, conference I'm in December <laughs> on, on a Tuesday. September 18th. Tampa here in the Dome against your New Orleans Saints after the Saints smacked the Atlanta Falcons to open the season. Thank you, Ralph. As always, congratulations again, sir. The podcast, the Saints Happy Hour podcast, best podcast in the state, winning first place per the Louisiana Sports Writers Association. Uh, at Saints Forecast, the way to follow Ralph over on their Twitter. And thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. We'll talk again next week. All right, guys. Yeah, for sure. Happy 4th of July weekend. Take a quick break. We come back. Oh, my goodness. What is going on in Baton Rouge? Like, what is going on in Baton Rouge? I'll hit on that next on ESPN New Orleans. I will always be with you. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. At Boost Mobile, you get the power of the iPhone SE when you switch, which means the power to stream your favorite shows, download all the music, the power to FaceTime your ex. It's over. Stop calling me. On second thought, don't call your ex. Get an iPhone SE for just $19.99 when you switch. All on one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Phone offer limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. 5G not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com for details. And stop calling your ex. She doesn't want to hear from you anymore. Hey, uh, where'd you get that synthesizer? I just bought it. Since we're saving so much with no mortgage down payment and no PMI with Navy Federal Credit Union... I figured I'd put some of that extra money to good use. Oh, and I'm starting a band with some platoon mates. <laughs> Great. Learn how you can save $2,500 on average with a Navy Federal mortgage at NavyFederal.org. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Insured by NCUA. Equal housing lender. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. 
It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Visit with Jordan Graduate next segment here. For the next four minutes, LSU baseball fans, he did it again. Jake Johnson's not bleeping around. Um, he wouldn't got another arm. UCLA pitcher Thatcher Hurd leaving the Bruins to join LSU per reports as he is coming this way via the transfer portal. So again, you go back to that regional loss. And Jay Johnson was very clear what he needed, what he wanted. And he said that the Southern Golden Eagles were far better pitching than they were. Different level. And they had to get there. Well, you remember over the weekend, Christian Little from Vandy transferred here to LSU. Tommy White, the NC State freshman that set home run record for the Wolfpack, transferred to LSU. He went and got Wes Johnson, the pitching coach from Minnesota. Carter Young yesterday announced that he was transferring from Vanderbilt. He's a shortstop, an infielder. You, again, no offense, just a routine one-hop ground ball to shortstop this past season for the Tigers was difficult. So he addressed that. And now he's adding another pitcher. Heard coming off a pretty good freshman season. So, again, another young player, too, though. He was injured. He appeared in nine games. But in those nine games, 34 innings he pitched. He had 48 strikeouts. His ERA, 1.06. Six of those outings resulted in saves for the Bruins as Heard allowed just four runs the entire season. Now, Glenn West has a piece we had him on yesterday for Go 24-7. He said... That first season was cut short due to uh, a pars defect in his back. In other words, a stress fracture, as he writes, of the bones in the lower spine was listed out as indefinitely back in early April and then returned to the field. So clearly, that could be scary for some people. But Johnson and the new pitching coach, Wes Johnson, are in... They, they believe that they're comfortable with his, his availability. Moving on, uh, Wes Johnson and Jay Johnson like this. Jay Johnson on the hire, you know, he couldn't be more now uh, excited if you remember about Wes Johnson, his opinion to recruit here as well and, and to maybe target some of the best pitchers that are out there. Now, the UCLA pitcher is the third pitcher to join the Tigers through the portal, maybe not as talked about as much. Creighton's Dylan um, T-break or to break. It's also a part of it. And I mentioned Vandy's Christian Little also joined the program. So you have Heard Little and Dylan to break from Creighton. So he went, he's gone out and gotten, you know, three pitchers as quickly as, as you can. And, you know, I, my friends and I are joking during the break here back and forth. I copy linked the, the 
the story link there. And I mean, did, did a, did a donor booster go in and kick the doors at the AD's office and throw a checkbook at his face or something? I mean, I, that is some work that LSU baseball is doing and, and some transferring <laughs> for sure. So again, you can, you can like the transfer portal. When it goes for you, you cannot if uh, players leave here or there. But as Matt Moscona put yesterday on social media and as he did during the show, you know, if you're bringing in players, it also probably means that some LSU players will probably be joining the transfer portal and doing things of that nature. But bottom line, you cannot sit there and say that Jay Johnson isn't trying to improve things and working on it. Again, UCLA pitcher, that's your herd, the latest to leave a school and join the Tigers. He goes from UCLA to LSU. He joins Christian Little and Dylan to T break or to break from Creighton. Little from Vandy. Three new pitchers. Tommy White, the other transfer from NC State, who set the freshman record, the NC State record for home runs and RBIs over there. Quick break. We come back. We'll join the graduates on ESPN New Orleans. Clay Young here with John Conroy, the founder and owner of Pest Stop, your do-it-yourself pest control solution. John, they're back, man. The flies that just won't let you have peace in your kitchen. Oh, you must be talking about the little bitty ones. Yes, indeed. Yeah, those are likely fruit flies or drain mm. flies. Fruit flies normally get brought in from produce at yeah. grocery stores. You remember we did this a couple of years ago, and so many people were talking about, man, when y'all were talking about that, we've been having that problem, and you solved it. Yeah, exactly, because it's the solution is not where you think. Mm. It's in the drain. We have a product. You just treat the drains for five nights straight before you go to bed so there's no water in there. The little enzymes go in there, and they eat up all the egg and the larvae and all the debris that's in the drain. And then guess what? No more drain flies. So where can I get this in the New Orleans area? In Metairie, we're located at 3512 Severn Avenue next to the Pepper Mill. On the North Shore, we're at 1417 North Highway 190. That's in the same shopping center as Sherwin-Williams. And on the West Bank, we're at 2500 Lapalco, just past the Harvey Bridge. Because at Pest Stop, we can help you with that. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. He has not put lotion. Yeah. And we've been here for two hours. You know, growing up poor, man, this is a different story. My mom would get the cooking oil. Oh, Lord. I know. Not, hey, man, not. You were flammable? She would get the, the normal Crisco thing and put it on me and I go off to school. Face just shining. <laughs> Your rap name is Little Crisco. <laughs> G.J. and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. At J.D. Kleber is the way to give him a follow over on social media. You can follow ESPN New Orleans at ESPN Radio NOLA where he posts. The intern now graduate. The question of the day, Jordan. What is today's question of the day? Yeah, who do you think are the top NFC contenders? You could comment at ESPN Radio NOLA over on Twitter or call in 800 998 
three. So, I want to ask you something. Because you have told us in the past, Jordan, you should have been an LSU tight end. Mind you, you have had how many games experience as a tight end in high school at St. Paul's? Uh, I did play flag football at uh, an elementary. Talk about like with a real helmet on a team, oh, a real no. football I mean, I've team. I put on a, like you know one of those like fake helmets before. Got you. So zero, zero games. Yeah. Um, when you transferred over, you used the transfer portal. You went to Southeastern. You played uh, over there at Strawberry Field. How many times? I mean, I looked at. I mean, I saw Strawberry Stadium. <laughs> you've, you've driven past Strawberry Field, okay? But you've never really played in Strawberry because you've never been a tight end. You've never been a tight end? No. Okay. But you're convinced you could have been a starting tight end at LSU, right? Yeah, I mean, if, you know, the coaches would have, you know, trained me the right way. Sure. I mean, I'm with you. I agree. Had a lean, you know, workout regimen. I think, you know, I think a I had chef. A chef. Trainer. A trainer. All of that. Um, and then you would have been able to cop a solid NIL deal. Oh, for sure. Solid NIL deal. Um, over the weekend, Sunday, Jaden Rashada, he's a four-star 2023 quarterback. He's committing to Miami for very good reason. The reports are that he was given a $9.5 million NIL deal. Now, Jordan, you and I, during the break, were talking about this, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure C.D. Deuce doesn't make 9.5, Pete Werner, I don't think Peyton Turner, I don't think Marcus David, but like I'm trying to think of, of how many starting or just Saints players, like NFL players that have made the roster and have played an NFL game. How many of them make $9.5 million? Mind you, Rashada hasn't taken a snap. Now I ain't hating. You get it, you get it. But you brought up a very interesting thing during the break. What is that? Yeah, I wonder how all these NFL contracts in the future are going to be changed because I don't think pros are going to be too fond of college players or college athletes making more money than them while they're in the pros. Yeah. Um, so what's interesting is after this announcement, Jeremy Crabtree of on three reported that Rashada joined the Hurricanes because of the $9.5 million deal with Miami boosted John Ruiz that, that he also turned down though. Get this. An $11 million offer from the Florida Gators collective. Now you've heard Matt. If you listen to Matt the last two, three months when it comes to NIL and, um, when you go back to signing day, he is talking all of, it's literally what Saban was talking about with A&M and, and, and you have A&M's Jimbo Fisher going, collective, I don't even know what that word means. I, and he, stop it. I mean, and again, but this is what this is. A collective, a group of businessmen that have come together, piling and grouping money and saying, great, spending how you wanted <clears throat> their NIL deals. But he turned down reportedly 11 to go to Miami for 9.5. But to your point, I, I mean, Jordan, they're absolutely, I would say, 50% of NFL. I mean, I would say you at least have 20 players at least on a current NFL teams that probably start that aren't making nine and a half to 11 million. Like, I, I just, that's, that's a lot, huh? 
That is a lot. You feel that's a lot? Because that seems like an uh, awful lot. When, when I mean, I mean, especially like like you like how you were saying it earlier. I mean, some of these guys aren't even haven't even taken a snap yet. So, I mean, to be able to dish out that kind of money, I think it's it could get like like you said. It's just as soon it's just going to create more and more of a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. So I think because of some of the fervor based off of this. Here's the interesting aspect of it. It, it. it brought a lot of kerfuffle. How do you like that, huh? One segment, kerfuffle. fervor, and kerfuffle all in the same segment. But here's what I find interesting. I think a lot of people had opinions on this, right? What, are you serious? I mean, he hadn't taken a snap. Does he even win the job? Like, nine and a half, eleven million. Well, Jaden Rashado on Twitter, at Jaden Rashado, tweeted the following. Uh, 407, yes, uh, the 27th. Want to address this as rumors are flying around. A- any report regarding my commitment to the University of Miami is false unless I was interviewed directly. All reports of my decision involving an NIL deal is inaccurate. I would never make a life career choice for any monetary value. As I stated in my commitment live on TV, I chose Miami because of the relationship I have with coaches, players, and the direction of the program is headed. I wish not. Are you laughing? Stop. Stop it. I'm trying to be serious here. I wish not to address the false reports again, as this is a time I wish to celebrate my college commitment and my commitment to my current team and teammates. As we look forward to our dream of winning a state championship at this time, I request no interviews. I don't want to talk about this. No more interviews with all love, though. Jaden Rashad is how he signs his. G-T-F-O-H. Um. Wow, wow, <laughs> going with the acronym there. So I have a buddy, I have a buddy that played for the University of Miami football. Like he was actually on the team where The Rock was on and stuff. So he played a little bit ago. But he like he works out and, and just constantly always wears, you know, Miami Hurricane gear and everything. And that dude's been telling me stuff. From the program that we find out like a day or so later, he told me about the coaching and his crystal ball. I mean, like, he, he's in. I mean, he's a former player. We talked about this this morning at the gym. And yeah, what happened was, uh, again, I'm not saying I know for a fact, but a very good best guess is a lot of people saw 11, nine and a half and went, what? And didn't feel comfortable about it. And then he brought up a very other interesting aspect of it. You have quarterbacks in that room already right now. He says one likely could be a first round draft pick. And there ain't anywhere near nine and a half million for an NIL deal. Much less a lot of the other players on that team. And the new coach and how is all reported and everything. The last thing you want, because it's something that you and I have talked about, Jordan. At the end of the day, human nature is going to take over. And human nature isn't always great. At the end of the day, somebody on that team ain't going to be happy that somebody's making that kind of money. And how does that go? I've said this before. I'm all, you, you want athletes to get paid, figure out a way that's fair, because it'll never be fair when it comes to money. But if you think you can make it, feel free to step up and show me. But also, when it comes to money, I do know, based off of history, wars, books I've read, classes I've taken, movies I've seen, um, it's never enough, and it tends to, Jordan, create distrust, 
it tends to create a barrier and therefore at sometimes maybe a disconnect. And in a locker room, man, I, 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 I just wonder it, it ain't a couple hundred bucks here. Ain't a hundred thousand. Nine and a half million. And again, he's saying it's inaccurate. He didn't say it's false. It's maybe how that nine and a half comes to be or whatever. But Jordan, he, he brought this up, the former Miami player. How do you coach a kid that's making nine and a half million dollars or 11 million? Cause it's not stopping. It's going higher. Well, if you're a teammate and say they struggled, they didn't score that game. It, is it the quarterback's fault? Is it the receiver's fault? It's the line fault. They're not blocking for me. Yeah. Like I, I, and I'm not saying that it is, and I'm not trying to be the worst case scenario guy, but I'm just telling you, human nature is going to take over and there's greed with money. There's mistrust. There's jealousy with money. And that's a lot of money. Like, like I said, there are saints starters that are nowhere near nine and a half million dollars. Now, whether it's accurate, inaccurate, maybe it's seven. I, my point is that's what was reported. And he turned down reportedly 11. He didn't say he, that, that was inaccurate either. So the, the fact that this collective would come up with $11 million to handle and hand over to a high school senior. That's incredible. I mean, what is Arch Manning going to get? Wait till those numbers come out. Uh, Jordan? I mean, what I mean, would Joe well, then, Burrow then have got gotten? At it. What would Joe well, Burrow have gotten? It. Oh, you look at it because then when they go to the NFL, I mean, where does their price tag start when they're in the NFL? <laughs> I, I do think you bring up an interesting point. I wonder in the next CBAs if that isn't something. I don't even know how you, you address that. Like, how do you address that? Because here's the thing. If he, like, he's making nine and a half. That's over four years. Now, again, I'm just using a number that's been reported. But imagine coming into the league. Now, granted, if he's a first round draft pick, if he's goes that high, but it, it, it still may not even be nine million. Like he may not make the same amount of money as a rookie in the NFL that he made in his three years out of college. It's, it's interesting. You know? Something that I think that I think is going to be more of a story in the upcoming years that we're going to be talking about a lot. I do, and like I said, I I think you know you saw Testy Jimbo Fisher got you saw I mean the war wars already with, but look like I said I, I was saying this this morning to my buddies on the phone in our group text I'm walking the dog, and I'm like what do you expect though, right? When when Ryan Day, poor Ryan Day. Poor little Ryan Day needs 13 million asking and begging donors. I, I can't keep my roster intact if I don't get 13 million in NIL money. Like he legitimately said that at an event that he was going to not, he can't compete. Ohio State Aww. can't compete. Oh, can't compete. I mean, I know another Buckeye just went to the Saints and I know another Buckeye. At the receiving room also was drafted in the top, you know, 15, 10, whatever it was. And it, I, I, but they can't compete. CJ Stroud may be the number one overall pick next year, but Jordan, they can't compete. They can't compete. Need the money. So I, I know you look, you're a graduate now. You're looking maybe for your apartment. I think you should stay home 
for another year, take that rent money, send it to Ohio State, because they need at least, as he said, thirteen million in NIL money to keep the roster intact. If not, if not, Jordan, he's not only not going to be able to compete, he, he's going to have players just transfer. He's going to have Buckeyes are going to go everywhere. A Buckeye is going to be a Golden Eagle. A Buckeye will go play at Strawberry Field. I mean, help your Buckeyes, Jordan. I mean, I mean, help LSU your Buckeyes succeed from it. Yeah, and no, no, actually, <laughs> LSU baseball is doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Anyway, hour two is in the books. Hour three next. So go anywhere. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. UFC 276 is here, and two titles are on the line. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. New customers can bet $5 on any fighter to win. Get $100 in free bets. Win or lose, whether it's a victory by KO, submission, or decision, you win no matter what. And with DraftKings 